And our goal is to help you get to the place where you want to be. And an additional thing we also love is you have an opportunity to impact your community. What a great thing that you can take your business, your idea, and you can spread that love with the people around you. Hey, and welcome to today's podcast episode. Today, the word of choice is support. Do you have it? Do you need it? Do you want it? When this, do you get it? I mean, I'm, I'm a big argument. Do you even need it? Because I believe that I used to. But now I'm kind of wondering, do I need support? Or do I just need myself? Well, regardless of where you are, we're going to have this discussion today. Now, let's get into the problem that one of our viewers has. So this isn't just one of our so our listeners. It is um, nearly every one of us <laughs> that is in business or starting a business, thinking about a business, or thinking about doing something different, something new. Um, we hear this over and over and over again. And we all pretty much struggle with this at some point in time because we are trained to want to think that we need other people's support or approval. And so we do this by asking them so many questions and getting their opinions and telling them our ideas and wanting them to like be our number one fan at all costs. And then we get disappointed Mm -hmm. when they don't do or say or think or react the exactly the way we wanted them to. And then when we get disappointed, we start thinking, well, maybe this isn't right. Well, maybe this is wrong. Well, it could be successful if they just helped, said yes, bought from me, whatever it is. Let's unbox this. Here's the thing. We've seen it. We've experienced it. Here's where I see it most of the time. Business forums, um, not forums, but forums, um, Facebook groups. But I see people saying all the time, I've launched a new business and my family doesn't support me. And typically what they mean is they're not buying my stuff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm always like, first thought, is your family your ideal client? No, absolutely no. not. You did not launch this business probably to solve their issue, to serve them with whatever it is. So to expect that they're going to be, you know, who support your entire business and, and makes you make enough money mm. is just unrealistic. Right. It just Feels nice. Yeah. I mean, if you're in business, you got to put your big girl, your big boy pants on and say, hey, I need to find my niche. I need to find my ideal clients. And that's who I need to be positioning myself in front of. That's the people I need to be taking my gift, my passion, and helping solve their problems. So when you say your ideal client, your, you know, niche, like, what are you talking about? What, what is that? Because I feel like sometimes in the very beginning, we just think everybody, we're, we're, we're just going to sell to everybody, like our aunts, our uncles, our cousins, the girls on the street, the, in, in their sister and their brother. And their what is this theory and this thing about your ideal client and your niche so firstly we want to focus on what is it that you have fun doing for a living like we understand you gotta make money but let's focus on what you like doing for fun it's your offer it's what you provide for people whether it's a product a service and it may not even be your business it may be what you do at a place that you work 
and you're really good at it and you absolutely love it. Your ideal client is the individual who has the problems of which you can solve. And that's the key. You're a problem solver. So let's say like I um, am an, an artist and I paint canvas. Mm -hmm. Who has that problem? How do I even find who has that problem? Like, who has a problem? Oh, I'll tell you who has a problem. There is an individual who's been to every retail store and has seen every piece of artwork that has been made 100 to 1,000 times and sold across the country. And they've said to themselves, I do not want just a reproduced piece of artwork on my wall. I want something one of a kind and unique. That's your ideal client if you are an artist who paints on canvas. Okay, so as an artist, my ideal client isn't just everybody that has a home. No. My ideal client is somebody that values my original hand paintings. Right. And so in my marketing then, that's who I focus on? That's who you focus on. And it's and you charge whatever you want. Oh, okay. Because... So what you're telling me then is my ideal client is somebody that values original hand paintings then maybe my aunt sally that has absolutely no wall art up she's a tj max fanatic for wall art right she wants the second hand deals so she wants something cheap and just mm -hmm. like basic for her bare walls right so she's not my ideal client no she's not but she can share a post but that brings me up to another thing people say well if you can't buy, can you at least share? Well, that's fine, but who are their friends they're sharing to? A bunch of other people who are going to go to Ross and TJ Maxx and Marshalls to buy secondhand wall art? Maybe. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. It doesn't hurt to share. It doesn't it doesn't hurt to like. It doesn't hurt to, to comment. Right. I agree. And that's a great way for your family to support you. And I think sometimes, I think that's what they need. They need directions. You know, let's just be honest. We're all like children. And in essence, we have a childlike heart. And sometimes we need direction. How... Do you want us to support you, sweetheart? Right. Because we're not buying it because we're not interested <laughs> right. in buying it. Right. But we're interested in you being successful. Right. And so I think that is one of the number one things we go into business and we think all of our friends and families are just going to show up and line up and they're going to be our number one purchaser. But what we say is support. We use the yeah. word support instead of purchaser. Right. Yeah, and it feels good. It does. It can give you confidence going forward and knowing like your family's got your back. They're going to support you. They, they want your dreams to come true. But you actually don't really need that because if you are doing what it is you're meant to do, that's enough. That's enough right there. You don't need anything else other than the courage that you have in the now to do what it is that you love. And money has nothing to do with any of it. It's all value. You do something that is of great value and the price tag is honestly the last thing that ever comes up. Because I can think of many times in our businesses, because we're creative artists, that the price was the last thing that was ever discussed. What was discussed was, hey, I've seen that you have a great valuable product, that you create something that's extremely valuable. And I'm very interested in working with deals done, folks. The deal's done. Right. They've already, the client has already identified that you are their problem solver and they want to do business. Price hasn't even been determined. Right. And nine times out of 10, what do they say? Oh, by the way, uh, so how much is this? How much would this be? Right. It comes at the very end. And that's a place you really want to get to. Right. 
So when we first get into business, we have this misconception that support is really our family and friends being our purchasers. But that's actually the exact opposite of what we want. We want to start building a client base that is our niche because when we hit that person, the odds are they have friends Mm -hmm. that are also value art or whatever it is. They hang out with similar people of interest. So when you hit a person in your niche, they do something called word of mouth. Yeah. And at that point, your marketing is just rolling and it's so much easier. And like you said, the the value of it is the mm-hmm. worth. I mean, yeah. having can you like let's just picture a conversation trying to sell our hand painted artwork to somebody that wants something from TJ Maxx and Target, that's going to be a hard sell. That's going to be like a, you know, nasty feeling event. And even if you did sell, you're going to feel like you had to scam them. Right. By the end, you're going to be questioning yourself and your price and what you have. And maybe you're charging too much. And, oh, is it even worth it? Like, is this really a great painting? Mm -hmm. And then let's picture the conversation with somebody that doesn't want that reproduction stuff. They want an original hand-painted, you know, piece of artwork that has emotion and feeling and is a one of a kind. That's going to be such a better feeling for mm-hmm. you and for them and the whole process is just going to be easier yeah because sales is not just talking it's a conversation and actually sales conversations really aren't talking about getting a sell it's having a dialogue and discussion about what the clientele is wanting and needing and what you can provide if you can provide for them for the people who are not your clientele there is not a conversation that is occurring there because right. it's not they're not in your alignment of who's buying what you have. And as far as your family goes, they don't need to support you with their billfolds or with their credit cards. They can support you by just being a fan. Right. Just like a sports team, you have an audience of fans that are liking and engaging and sharing and telling their, you know, their friend Christy at work because they remember hearing her say Chrissy was like, I'm having a hard time finding a piece of wall art for my house. Oh my God, my cousin paints wall art. Right. Here's a link to her website. And that's the absolute best support that you could ask from them. And, yeah. and, and, you know, and a lot of times I think that we look and we, you know, one, like we already discussed, we confuse support with purchases. And that's mm-hmm. just not accurate for, you know, a lot of reasons we don't want to do that. And then two, we we don't know. A lot of times we want to see them commenting and liking on our social media. But what social media doesn't share is the conversations in real life that people are having. So just like you said, like, oh, my cousin, you know, we have no idea if those conversations are going Mm -hmm. on or not. We just jump to the conclusion that they're not supporting us or, you know, whatever, because we don't see a Mm -hmm. like or a comment on every single one of our social media posts, and we don't see a purchase with their money coming through. Now, let's take us to a marketing place, because when you do start a business, I'm going to relate this to parenting. Ooh, I just got an idea. We're going to make sure we can't bring this into parenting for a second, because someone needs to hear, but in marketing, 
oftentimes when you get your first client or your first customer, you will naturally think, oh, I got a sell, I got a client. Okay, that's the person I'm looking for. That's the person I want to reach through. So then you get on your social medias and you're talking to that individual and then you're making posts and you're writing captions and copy and you're doing headers on your website that speaks to that person. Hello, red flag. If Mama Susie Grandma is your first client and she just did it because she just felt bad because her sweet granddaughter was just starting a business and ain't no one buying, you're writing copy <laughs> to, to, the, to the wrong clientele. And guess what? You're not going to get any more clients because... You're in the wrong place. So if you can get your niche, if you can get your ideal client right before you make your first sell, when you make that first sell, you're going to get so much testimonial power. You're going to get so much vision and you're going to get a, the perfect avatar of an individual like, oh my God, I found my people. Right. Now, parenting, kids. Oh, come on now. You have to sell these children. We got three kids, and we have to sell all three of them in different ways. Let's just talk about shower time. We got one kid will go to the shower first. She loves the shower. I think it's because it's, let's be honest, when you're the first one to shower, you get the best water. You just get the hottest water, and if you like a hot shower, you got to go first. Right. She's easy. She's got the clock down. It's 745. She's, she's getting the pajamas, and she's going. We got another child, like, you got to drag her through. <laughs> but once you get in, oh, good Lord, she would take 45 minutes to an hour, use every shampoo bottle and every bar of soap imaginable, wasting it all. And then we got our third one who's going to bellyache, complain, do everything he can to not even take a shower because he's a boy and dadgummit. What would happen if he didn't take a shower for a week? Wouldn't that be magical? The smell, <laughs> the stink, the irritation to his sisters of his armpits. So the cells and the marketing. Whitney, help us out. How do we market to these three children to get in the shower? Well, the first one, like, that loves it and it just comes easy and natural and they're just jumping and ready yeah. to do it. We don't really, we don't need to market. That's our low-hanging fruit, folks. We literally only need to provide the shower. Right. We provide the shower, and she shows up, and it's magic for her, and it's right. magic for us, and mm -hmm. everyone is supported, and everyone right. is happy. This is what we call our low-hanging fruit ideal client. You don't have to do a whole lot. It's like the grace of God said, here, business is coming. But let's be honest, how many of those compulsive buyers are out there? Right. Not a ton, but they are there. And for the most part, they're going to be your happiest customers. And you know what? They'll also be your biggest fans. Tell everybody about you. Well, our child that, you know, is our niche for the shower that we don't have to do a lot of marketing to. You can bet she enjoys that shower so much that she is going to be telling people about her shower yeah. experience. She's on a subscription. Yeah. <laughs> And so by the end of by the end of a conversation with, you know, whoever she hangs out with, they're going to be bought in to take a shower just because she thinks it's so great. Yeah. So, you know, you may hit one of those just easy, but that word of mouth can spread, you know, yeah, really fast and get that energy going and convince other people to try it that maybe, you know, weren't shower fanatics like maybe yeah. they had a little bit of resistance to the shower to begin with but then once they get in they love it right and they'll spend 45 minutes in there or forty five thousand dollars. you know you, right. 
You never know. Yeah. Like, we call these people our repeat customers. They, they're not on a, they're not going to subscribe to your monthly whatever, but when they have the problem, they're going to know exactly where to go. And you're going to get the phone call, the text message, the email, the purchase every once in a while. Go, oh, yeah, I don't know who this was. But when they are enjoying your product, they are the best testimonials that you can get because those individuals like that are middle our middle one that will kind of fight you a little bit to do it. But once they do it, it's just the best thing in the world that they have. They can put so much feeling and emotion to what they get, the feeling and the benefit and the excitement from your product right. and from your offer, that those are the best testimonials and those are the ones that you want to use in your marketing. And that is the 100% the support that you're wanting because that energy and that emotion and that investment into what they get is gold. It's like striking gold compared to the energy and the investment that, you know, Grandma, Aunt Sally, whoever that purchased because they felt sorry for. You do not want to build your business, your word of mouth or your reputation or your your feeling of accomplishment or anything. Nothing wants to be built in the energy of feeling sorry for. Just trying to help, like help you along, you know, like, oh, ugh. that's not what you want. Yeah. It doesn't feel good for you and it doesn't feel good for them. And your goal is to hit the gold mine of the niche and the ideal client that has the energy that does the work for you. So don't put that pressure on the wrong people because it's that's not the support that you really want. The support you really want is the gold mine, not the, you know, what's the opposite of a gold mine? The landfill. I was going to say a coal mine. Okay, the <laughs> coal mine. <laughs> but regardless, we go into it thinking we need support in certain ways. Yeah. And then the key, the key to success is realizing that we were, we had an idea that was a little off and mm -hmm. then actually just changing your perspective right. instead of sitting in the negative right. feelings of, oh, I'm not getting the support. They don't ever, you know, support me in anything. Right. Oh, they don't ever just stop and think like, oh, you know what? Maybe I'm putting unjustified yeah. pressure right. on this family member. It really is. Honestly, your family, they want to support you and sure, not just family, it's your family and your friends, but if they're not your ideal clinic client, they're a little confused on how they can support you because let's be honest, on the other side of things, if I have a friend that starts a business, hey, come support me. I'm like, I, dude, bro, I'll clean my own grill. Hey, I don't need to pay you to clean my grill. I enjoy cleaning my grill. I'm not your client. But sometimes if we can direct them into helping, like, hey, like, this is what I do and this is who I serve. Mm -hmm. If you know anyone, please tell them about me. And when you can guide your family and your friends in that manner, they will become fans and they'll they'll go find those, you know, those low hanging fruit people they're like, oh, shoot, I already know somebody who needs what you do. Right. You know, or they're like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, if I find someone and then when they're just sitting in a spot, bam, the other person who comes in. Right. That second person we talked about, our, our second child, like, oh, my gosh, um, I've been meaning to tell you my my cousin does this and you've been looking for somebody and they do this. Right. But let me connect you with them. And let's not forget, word of mouth advertising has the highest conversion rate. When someone says, oh, this is a good product, you are 10 times more likely to buy it than if you just see it scrolling. Now, let's talk about our third child. Yeah. Because this one's a little bit difficult. And right. I and I want to, 
Whitney, I, I can already see Whitney's eyes are like, oh yeah, I got this oh, one. Yeah, I got but before this. before I tell you this, this don't think that this is not your ideal client. He is. Although he acts like he doesn't want to shower, he's looking for the right value. He's actually a great client. He's actually probably a high paying client, but the marketing can't be done the traditional way that we market. You got to hit him differently. So uh, for me, my third, like my thought process about this. This is our son. With our third child is, you know, I picture this scenario as that family member that is just like, so negative about what you're doing and why why you're doing it and you know this is unrealistic and this is irresponsible and like are you this isn't even gonna work you know you know like the the negative nancy hey coming up and and nancy coming (laughs) (laughs) coming up with every excuse and comeback and argument and you know just that feeling of absolute no support at all and it just right. leaves you feeling frustrated and everyone's tense and no mm. one even understands and they always got to come back right no matter what you say you can lay every marketing tactic and technique outlined and they'll have something to come back against it right and yeah. half of it actually sounds legit <laughs> so for this one that you know i picture i picture that family member that is just like leaves you feeling super defeated and frustrated and and halfway angry and and you know throw your hands in and and maybe i'll just be done with it because i don't even know what i'm doing anymore at this point and you know i think sometimes if we just stop and look at look at this family member and you know ask yourself do they even understand what i'm doing it's okay that they have their questions and their, you know, rebuttals and their opposite thoughts and theories and scenarios as me because we come from completely different perspectives. Yeah. And some of us are like a little more ingrained into what is considered normal and the right thing. And oh, so they were like, afraid, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> Their filter, their filter of processing is just like a completely different one than yours. And so like what you're doing, they can't exactly get their brain to make sense of that. They want to be happy for you, but they're kind of like, I'm not really sure how I'm supposed to show emotion and be happy for you. This feels weird. Yeah. And so, or they just, you know, they can't access like it at all. Like maybe... You, and from the outside, it's like, I don't think, no, like, you're wrong. They don't actually want to be happy for me. Right. They actually want me to fail. And really, they actually I can are give just, you some juice for success. <laughs> <laughs> they actually are just processing or not processing on yeah. the same wavelength right. or the same, you know, train. Basically, yeah. they're on this train and you're on that train. Neither train is right or neither train is wrong. Like, they're just both right for each individual. So for our third son, for me, the train is, like, uh, you stink and you're dirty and you're going to wash that body off. And his train is, like, why do I need to wash that body off? Because I'm going to go and I'm going to get dirty again. So... Why do I need to do this right now at this specific time? Because you're telling me now is the time. I think the time is actually, and it seems like it's 
no, like, you don't understand what I'm doing and what I'm saying. And he's like, no, you don't understand what I'm doing and what I'm saying. And we're both just on our own trains right. that is our own filtering right. process. Now, as a family member, yeah, just a little bit, always has a comment. Now, as this individual is being a clientele individual, because you will also have customers that are like this, these are good customers. They seem, they seem difficult, they seem hard-headed, and they seem stubborn but the thing is is these people know what they like and what they want and they're not afraid to express themselves right. and so the way that you appeal to this and the way that i market to my son to take a shower is the following firstly hey i hear you you said blank i think that's extremely valid what if i told you that the shower will keep you from stinking that one of these days when you want a girlfriend they'll actually talk to you not because they think you're cute, but because you don't stink like all the other boys. And then all of a sudden, they're like, it's a value proposition. It is valuable to take a shower in my future. And in marketing, you will have customers like that. And they'll be your biggest ticket buyers because they see the value. But they first have got to unload their ego. Mm -hmm. They have to be able to express their concerns and the things that they see with this. Mm -hmm. But the minute that you can turn it and give them the value proposition of what you offer... They're a, they're a huge winner. Right. And, so, they, yeah. and, so, and sometimes like that is like, I hear you have a problem right now with your sisters being on your last nerve tonight. <laughs> what if I told you that if you go get in the shower, no one's coming in and bothering you. No one's talking to you. No one's taking any of your toys. No one's telling you what you're going to watch on the TV for a good 10 minutes. Ooh. And then they're like, yep, I'm in the shower. So sometimes, like, you can use that. Yeah. Like, what their problem is, like, what they're struggling with, use that at that moment. And that makes your marketing for every client so That's much That's a better. really great value proposition. Whenever the kids are bothering me, I'll just go take a shower, too. <laughs> yeah. That's a great idea. I like oh, that. Yeah. I'm no, bought in. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. I'm glad you're my ideal client for the shower. <laughs> well, we really know that you guys got some really great stuff and got some really great ideas. If you were definitely looking at identifying what your ideal client is and your niche, a little bit about marketing. And most importantly, if you were really trying to get the understanding of how you can get your family to become fans and to become supporters without using their pocketbooks. Right. Then we really hope that you got something out of that and to solving that. Yeah. We hope that you feel a little bit more supported in your business and that you have a, a different perspective on how you can get support and where you can get it from. There's good support and there's bad support. And like, let's focus on the good support. Let's let's focus on how we can get the support that we're actually looking for instead of getting really frustrated and upset yeah. when we're not getting the support that we are looking for from the wrong people. Yeah. So your action steps in this for all you new entrepreneurs and rising stars in business, I want you to... Make sure that you write out an avatar, identify who your ideal client most likely is. You don't have to get it right. And for those of you that are in business currently, um, why don't you go ahead and do the same thing and, and write out who you believe your ideal client is and see if that aligns with who you've been marketing to. Um, and then once you guys have that, get out there in the marketing game, get out there and put yourself and your vision out and hey, bring that family along and be your fans too. All right, well, until next week, we will see you later. 
Well, hey, creative friends. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and you go take action in your business. If you really enjoyed this episode, we hope that you definitely subscribe to us. And if you know some creative friends out there, go ahead and share to them. For next time, we'll be here, same time, same place.